Bros and Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bros and Shows. I am your host, Josiah, aka Mauler67. And with me, as always, I got my buddy, I got my pal, I got my brother Austin. Austin, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good. How about everyone else that's out there on Twitch and listening on audio format on other places? Yeah, how how good are they? Yeah. Austin, jeesh, uh, it's good to see you. It's good to hear from you. Um, we had a little bit of uh, a crazy weekend with uh, driving all the way out to Kentucky mm -hmm. um, to see our friends, Wayne. And then yeah. other things kind of came up and, and kept us from doing the, the Monday show and so on and so forth. So I was like, eh, whatever, we'll do it when we do it. And finally able to do it, Austin. So, how was your week been, Austin? Um, it's been okay. Um, for everyone that didn't know, um, I had one of my closest like people that I take care of. Uh, he passed away this week, and uh, I've known him for uh, since 2012. Um, so I, I've been taking care of this guy for like a long time. And I got out of the field that I was in and then went to another field and I came back. And the only reason I came back was I found out that I would be working with this guy. And um, it crushed me. Like it, it crushed me. So like, you know, my brother being very respectful and a lot of you guys, I'm sorry. Uh, but the thing was, was I just, I know I couldn't have done Frozen shows the last couple of days. Uh, it was just, I was depressed uh you could say that i slept multiple times and i i know when i'm down in that slump that i need to get myself out of it so like i knew that i didn't want to bring anyone else down <laughs> but uh you know i'm kind of over it now well i'm not over it it's just um you know i'm starting to get past the grieving stages of it um and just knowing that he's in a better place and um that's all that matters to me now so um Thank you guys for doing that. I know that this is very late in the week because, <laughs> you know, we usually do it on Sundays. Uh, but thanks everyone that is here um, watching our uh, stream. So uh, really appreciate that. But overall, I've just been working a lot. Uh, I know the last time we talked, I got COVID and uh, I was telling everyone that I had to do that. So I, I've been making up a lot of hours at work to catch up because my company does not pay for COVID pay. Mm -hmm. So I have to like, you know, make that money back. So I've been, I've been working with some new people and, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, tomorrow is my last day off for a huge stint. Uh, <laughs> I don't get off until next Tuesday, um, after Saturday. So yeah, mm. kind of rough, but you know, I'll make a lot of money there, but yeah. How, how was your week? Um, you know, my week has been weird because, like, on Friday, I felt horrifically sick. Mm. And I was, I, I, like, messaged you, and I'm like, hey, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to go to the, the wedding because I'm just not feeling so good. And you basically said, screw your feelings. I'm coming <laughs> to grab you so then you won't be infecting anyone else. It will just be me. Yeah. And I basically went, okay, fine, if you do that. 
and you picked up me and my roommate terry and we we did the whole thing and during the trip i started feeling better like i was taking uh night quill and whatnot every night it was helping me um our friend abel gave me some stuff that helps with like recovering and everything um in the last like two days i i feel like i officially cut it like I, i'm not i have no side effects whatsoever um uh, terry got a little sick but he's feeling better already um and so yeah i just for the last like every day after i get off work i have to think to myself do i want to stay up and do something or do i go to bed and try to like feel better <laughs> and repeatedly it was either straight to bed or being up on the internet for like an hour or two with like mm -hmm. jordan or, or paris uh that one night but now it's like okay it's officially based it's basically gone the only thing i have left now is like a slight cough probably trying to get up whatever is left in there. Mm -hmm. um but other than that i feel i feel pretty good uh mm. i feel fine and i'll be happy that this will be the first weekend in like two maybe three weeks where i don't have anything planned that i can mm -hmm. actually just choose to stay home and relax if i want to so That's i'm good. pretty excited for that and also because this is on the eve of the sandman mm -hmm. um i know what one of the things i'm going to be doing this weekend yeah and i'll be uh, pretty happy about that yeah boston we are not talking about the sandman today no we are not even talking dc in general we're yeah. doing their competitive their I wouldn't even call it competitive. Marvel just absolutely destroys DC and everything yeah. when it comes to uh, the only TV thing shows they don't, and whatnot. The only thing that I see them not destroy Marvel in is probably the animated shows. Um, I, I, I really I, think the animated I will, shows are good. I will, and movies. I will, I will, I will go like 75% on that. My mm. only reason is, is because Marvel focuses more on kids shows and yeah. we're not well, going to watch that type of stuff. Like the, the Spider-Man kid show, the, uh, yeah, they, the, the, I don't, I don't know what me, it's called. Let, let me put it this way. They, they're better at animated movies, uh, not TV shows. Cause the animated you, movies, you say that, that but then but enter the spider verse. Okay. So that that is one good movie out of the Marvel Studios. Uh, out of DC, there is multiple animated movies that are phenomenal. But, but that's uh, but the... that's my that's my statement though. Yeah, it's like you you say like DC has all these great films, and my brain's like, there's nothing that hits the same level as Into the Spider Verse because the good DC films are not getting theatrical releases. Yeah, they're getting so at the just time... like. Hey, this is yeah. out on the Warner Brothers streaming service. And it's not getting yeah. the same traction as like actual released movie or yeah. uh and like the the Marvel hasn't been making cartoon My cat found the plastic instantly and she is happy. <laughs> um they're not they're not releasing cartoons for like any type of consumption like that like i don't think they have actually released a has marvel released a, a i guess the new one they're coming out with will be x-men 97 or whatever it's called 
Yeah, that'll be one of the new animated shows. Movie-wise, they're not doing anything that I know of. I know the latest animated DC film was uh, Super Pets. That came out this week uh, with The Rock and Kevin oh, Hart. I, yeah, I I forgot. That's the thing. I, I, yeah. I saw a commercial for it, and I went... Eh. Like it's probably a good movie for kids. Yeah, I'm, yo, no, you know? that's 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 exactly it. I'm like, that's probably a great movie for kids. But, Heck, I would probably enjoy it if I went and watched it. But I just, I don't care about crypto, man. I don't, I just don't oh, care about man. DC characters. Like, well, I never I cared think, for DC characters. I, I think that you could, I think you could care for a DC character if you if you watch the right things. Oh, and sure. like, uh, I think like. I, I still, to this day, will will fight someone for this. But the best anime movie out of DC is Under the Red Hood. And Under the Red Hood is phenomenal because the writer that wrote that comic, uh, when he first wrote that comic, the studio pressured him into promoting uh, Superboy or Prime, Superman Prime Boy. And how, the I'm not going to spoil it for anyone if you want to watch this, but how they do like the twist in the in the comic, it's stupid. And everyone knew that DC was trying to promote like Superboy Prime one. And they were like, yeah, this is dumb. Well, when they made the animated film, they told the writer of the original thing was like, what's your original ending like twist? And that twist works way better. And people love the animated movie because of it. And uh, I think like they have a lot of all-star casts for like most of the Batman films. Like, uh, oh, what's his name? Sean Williams. I don't know. Uh, who plays Dookie Hauser? It's um, Neil Patrick wow. Harris. Neil Patrick Harris plays Jason, uh, not Jason Todd. Uh, he plays one of the Robins, Dick Grayson. He plays mm -hmm. Dick Grayson in uh, a bat under the Red Hood, actually. And um, there's a couple other people that Joe De Joe Maggio. Joe yeah, that plays Ender. Yeah, he plays the Joker in uh, Under the Red Hood, uh, which is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, Mark Hamill comes back multiple times and Kevin Conroy comes back multiple times for other movies. Uh, you know, everyone loves those two, uh, especially the animated Batman series is like one of the best series of all time. I think as a child, I loved it. So and I still watch it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but we're not talking about DC anymore. We're, let's talk about a show that um, I'm not really, uh, I know a little bit about this uh, character. I know I know a decent amount of it, but when this show came out, I was not, I was not a fan of it. I was not going to be a fan. I was like, eh, whatever. It's one of those side shows. Um, and we're talking about Miss Marvel. So uh, what, what do you know about Miss Marvel? Do you know anything except for just what you're watching in the show? Here's the thing. I knew of Miss Marvel because back whenever I started getting back into like Marvel superheroes back when I was in college, um, I had to figure out what was my favorite character because I, I knew like Spider-Man was my favorite character, right? And I'm oh, like, yeah. okay, I, I need to look into what other characters because I was playing this um, this like computer game. It was like a Facebook game where you could recruit all the different heroes. And one of my first characters I got unlocked was Captain Marvel. And so I was like, okay, I like this Captain Marvel. And so I started researching who Captain Marvel was. 
And through cross-researching that, I found Miss Marvel. Mm. Of what I know of Miss Marvel, absolutely nothing. I knew there was a character named Miss Marvel. I knew it was like a kid. And she had like stretchy powers, it looked like. That's all I knew about this character. <laughs> I know nothing else about her character creation, character concept, anything. I didn't even know like what her name was. Mm. And... That's why I think entering into the show with that thought process, I'm sure a lot of people probably just don't know who this character is unless, because this is a relatively newer character, if I understand correctly, when it comes yeah. to the greater scheme of the Marvel Universe, like comic books as well. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I, I honestly knew nothing of this character. Because even, like, whenever it started doing her powers, my brain was, like, I thought she, like, stretches. Why does she have, like, this weird astral psychedelic power going on in this? I, I assume either that's what her power really is, and you just normally see her only stretching in the comic books, or this was something that they tried to, like, update her powers to make her a little more dazzling uh i actually have no clue about that i'm gonna look that up real quick <laughs> uh i thought huh what'd you know miss marvel because you asked uh, me so, i want to know you so so what i've known of her um i know that she was a huge captain uh captain marvel fan uh, she was of Indian descent or Pakistani descent. Um, and I knew that she was like, kind of like Reed Richards. Reed Richards is like Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, yeah, if anyone doesn't know the code name. Um, but the thing is with that is I just, um, when I first, when I first heard of her, I knew about her, uh, but I didn't ever see pictures of her ever. And I bought the Avengers game. Do not buy that game. That's awful. Uh, I bought it because T-Money, he's been on the podcast. Uh, Travis, he's uh, was like, hey, I'm getting the Avengers game. We can team up, me, Bruce, and you, and we can all play Avengers. I was like, sweet. Uh, you play as her through the whole story. Uh, oh. She's the main protagonist. And uh, the storyline's great. I just think the gameplay is just terrible. And uh, it's riddled with bugs and glitches. Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff that I got to learn about Miss Marvel, um, and some of the storylines that she goes through. Uh, and I remember in the, the, the game, she didn't have like the bangle or whatever it was. Um, she, she just stretched, uh, she, so I'm guessing that's where they're trying to go here. Uh, later on, I think like, you know, we'll talk about a little bit later about like uh this the thing that we find out at the end uh that kind of has been lurking in the like in the marvel universe for a while but they never confirmed it and they finally confirmed it also i had to like do like a double and triple take to realize what was going on i i, I didn't catch it the first time they did it and i was like okay i i guess that's supposed to mean something to me and then i kept and then i was like oh okay i get what's going on now i do so yeah, no, I, I I guess for like me, when it came to this character, I, I think I just enjoyed how different of an origin story 
this is. Like, it's it's not different in the form of, like, you have this character, she gains something, she gains an item or this power, and then she has to figure out how she fits in and everything else. I'm talking about, like, how her life is, like, how much of a different aspect that her life as an individual is. I... I also, I also found it very inter uh, maybe entertaining is not the best term for it, but it was very interesting to me of her, like, um, connection with her, her dad, her one friend, Nokia, I think her name is, mm -hmm. and, and like her connection with the mosque and the people at the mosque. I, I found that all very interesting because awesome me and you grew up in the middle of, uh, Rat Town, Ohio. And there was only Christians around and the most out there or, or like different religion that we had there was a Jehovah Witness place, which is just a different form of Christianity. And it's just it's it's funny whenever I think about like, man, we were sheltered from like different cultures because of where yeah. we grew up. Yeah. Um, luckily enough, that's not the truth now. Uh, with me living in Pittsburgh and, and just being around so many different people and cultures, just absolutely amazing. And it was just cool to have a character where it was just normal for them and they didn't try making it like a big deal or like the people watching like, wow, look at how weird or different this is. It's just, she's living her life. She's doing her thing. <laughs> and it, it was nice and it made me like really interested in like, what's the like... I don't really want to use the term like politics, but like, what's the, what's the functionality of like different things in the, in the, uh, group, you know, mm -hmm. with, um, her one friend going for like board member of the mosque. I'm like, I'm actually kind of invested in this story. Like, I want to see like how her friend does and how like the other people take to her and her level of thing. And I love, I absolutely love the camaraderie between everyone in in the mosque and like each other like they they truly cared and protected each other um and it just it, it made me like so frustrated with the police people the, oh, they, yeah. they, they, they called it something like damage control damage or control like yep like i'm like yeah i freaking hate this woman and by the end of the series i'm like i absolutely hate this woman <laughs> like no redeeming qualities whatsoever and in oh, fact wow. I, I i hope she never works ever again like cancel her man i'm done yeah she she's one of those characters that's meant to be evil and she's always meant to be evil like there's no like redeeming qualities of her um at all at all, at all. so you know uh kind of the same way with uh like well the dude's mom had the redemption she had at the end uh that that yeah. was the only thing that she had was like that the rest of the time she was just like mean and maniacal and i was just like come on stop this it's goofy yeah they really um, played her very um i i won't stop till i get what i wanted to the point yeah. where I, I actually rolled my eyes at one point she's wanda like she is the the scarlet witch of this episode of this series i wouldn't even give her that like wanda at least had functionality and reason the one problem i had that i rolled my eyes was when um her son texts her saying like oh don't worry about it you know just focus on 
your the, the the party or the dance or the wedding that's it the wedding and then she like gets mad at her son for to pay, uh, texting that. It's like, no, we waited long enough. We're gonna get. It. And my brain went like, why are you why are you pressing this? Like she's she's going to do what you want. In fact, she's completely on board with it. But if you do this now, that she's going to view you as a villain, which happens. And I'm like, what? This doesn't, why, why is she getting, like, she's waited over, like, 50-some years for this. She can wait one more day, but now, now, no, no, now she's like, screw this kid. I'm going to take what I want. It, it didn't make sense to me. I actually rolled my eyes because I'm like, plot gots to plot, I guess, because I see no other reason for this mm -hmm. to happen. Like, any halfway decent villain. Like, it would be the equivalent of Wanda because, like, coming off and like yelling at Doctor Strange and being like, where is she? Bring her to me. No, Doctor Strange just realized she was evil before that happened. Like Wanda wasn't going to reveal anything until Doctor Strange realized. In this situation, it was this character just being like, ah, I'm evil. I'm going to take her power. It didn't make sense. It did not make any sense whatsoever. And it honestly, retroactively thinking about it it's it's kind of laughable how bad of a plot point that episode turned into because of that like she had no course they must have like deleted a scene that explains her irrationale right there because there was no rationale for it i can't i don't know she wants to go home that's it but... she, she wants to go home but you know she's been waiting for 40 40 days and this is the first time that the person with the power said hey yeah i'm totally gonna help you yeah well, time for me to get mad yes it, it reminds you yeah, but no go on but no there's um i i will say this about the show um like, I wasn't a huge fan of the Hawkeye show. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of, like, you know, Moon Knight. I told you I didn't really like Moon Knight. Which, which I did. I liked Moon Which you loved. Uh, this, this show, I liked it a lot more than most of the shows that I've watched lately with Marvel. Um, it didn't start getting good until after, like, episode five. Well, mm -hmm. episode four actually it started really digging in uh i liked the whole aspect about uh she was the one that actually saved uh you know her grandmother and took her to the plane the train which i because, i was not i was not expecting that yeah I'm when, when, when i was when i was watching miss marvel the one thing that entered my brain that i did not think was going to happen was time travel yeah I not did, what i, I was thinking of. i thought that whole episode where they were showing like the background that she was watching the vision happen. Like Brand from like, Game of Thrones. And yeah, and then like That's I don't what know I where I was like, like, oh, I love, I love I love Game of Thrones. Like I'm always down for a brand episode. <laughs> and then I, I so what I actually thought was gonna happen, they were going to do a Game of Thrones thing with her being the one who uses the like stars to guide her mother, kinda like how Bran wargs into Hodor. And then that's what turns him into like hold the door, hold door, like blah blah blah, all that good stuff. Yeah. I thought that's what it was going to be, but no, they're just like no, straight up, you're in the past now. Yeah. You interact with people; it's no issue. Like, the, let's not think about it. The only problem I had with that whole interaction was 
when she came to the future and she gave the picture to her grandma, mm -hmm. I I thought her grandma would be like, yeah, I've known it was you the whole time. Well, uh, she did. Kind she, of she basically she, did. She kind of did it. She didn't really come out and say it. Like, I yeah, think but like, she, she gave that cool. look to her. Yeah. She, she gave so, that like, look like you did it. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you know the truth now. Yeah. That, that's totally what I got from that, that look. It wasn't a, cause I just found it interesting. It, it also puts a little more perspective too, with how often that her grandma was calling her and messaging her over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, well, of course, cause her grandma knows who she is. Yeah. She knows about her. Like she remembers her. Maybe not to the point where she can look at her and be like, you're the girl who saved me, but maybe be like, there's something special about you that I feel. And I feel it the same way that I felt it back then. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about real fast, Austin. Mm -hmm. You know how quickly I realized that I was going like this series? Okay. You, can, can you guess how quickly I realized I was going like this TV show? Uh, I would have to say probably the first episode. Yeah. In fact, really? it was the first... 10 minutes of the episode whenever they started doing the graphics on the wall as she's like messaging and texting yeah you know what it made me feel like uh okay so i'm thinking probably enter the spider-verse no or scott pilgrim scott pilgrim <laughs> yeah it, it the the second it began and it was like the the drawing art style and whatnot and then like the environment being what they're doing or texting. I love that feel, the aesthetic. I don't even know what that's called. Like, I don't even know if that's a style or something like that. It has to be. But it was done in such a fluent way that I'm just like, I like this environment. I like where this is going. I love it anytime she's like daydreaming and like things are going on or different stuff. Cause that's how my brain was as a kid too. Like. I would be sitting there, uh, the the scene where she's talking with the one student teacher dude and he's trying to get her to figure out like what you want with your life and she mm -hmm. keeps like spacing out. I'm like, I've been in that exact, exact same thing. Yeah, no, I have too. I completely just space out on people multiple times when they're trying to tell me something important. I'd be like, what? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then like, I'll get a phone call like two days later. Why didn't you show up to this? We talked about this. Um, my bad. My bad. <laughs> or, I don't remember that. No, you never told me that. <laughs> like, come to find out that I completely blocked it on my mind. Yeah. Um, there was, there was a couple things that were very predictable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like, I, uh, I knew right away when she started falling in love with the kid, the new kid. I knew that there was something with that. I was like, that yeah. doesn't, yeah. it's got to be something. And when he's like, get in, I was like, yep, there it is. Um, the other thing I predicted, uh, it is like a thing that is, what, what's it called? A cliche? Yeah, cliche. cliche. Is the best term, yeah. Uh, the scene at the, uh, at the, I think it was the last episode where they're in the school and she goes to kiss him and then Bruno walks out and Bruno acts like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And I kind of knew, like, they do that a lot in shows. 
Mm-hmm. So like I knew I knew that she was still in love with that guy no matter what. Um and I felt so you know, and of course you gotta feel bad for Bruno. And Bruno's like in in my how I felt Bruno, like how his character was, he reminds me of Peter Parker. Um he's a big inventor, he's really good at what he does, and he's super smart. Um, you know, and I died laughing. Uh, what was it like the fifth episode where uh, Bruno comes, uh, the guy comes to Bruno and he was like, oh, I love that element. And he told, he said the element, right. And he's like, looks over at the Nikola Tesla poster. He's like, <laughs> I didn't know you were a car guy. And I was like, oh my gosh, why do they have to make oh, a joke? That made me it laugh. Made me, uh, that was legitimately. laugh. That, but it was funny. I didn't even cringe. I actually thought it was a good joke. I was, I was like, just like, oh, <laughs> I went like that. I like cringed for a second. Then I started laughing. The the thing uh, that made me cringe, but I actually did enjoy was whenever he's like, can we just start over? I'm Lamar or, or whatever the dude's name is. I can't remember his name. And then Bruno was like, Bruno. And his eyes went wide. And he's like, I totally thought your name was Brian. <laughs> and I love that because the whole time, through the whole series, Bruno is like, he's doing that on purpose. He's calling me Brian on purpose. He's, he's yeah. doing it to get under my skin. And then truthfully, the, the kid just didn't realize, like realize he, he misheard. Dang. Yeah. I was going to say also, like, I, I feel like Bruno's the Peter Parker and uh, yeah. Mary Jane is Kamala. And uh, mm. the other guy is kind of like Harry uh, Osborne. I kind of feel where Bruno wants something so bad and he's the good guy and he deserves it. But right now he's not going to get it until later. <laughs> no, I don't. She's not going to realize it. I don't, I don't see, I don't see those two getting together. I, I see I, them getting together. I, but see, I, don't know. I see the same way I see like Naruto type deal thing where mm-hmm. you have um, Kamala 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 is the Inno or Ino, Ino, whatever her name is, or uh, Sakura. And mm. the Lamar dude, or what? I'm going to call him Lamar until I looked up his actual name because I can't remember. The, the, the anti, the other Dijin, half Dijin. Um, yeah. He is the Sasuke, other group, like this, this bad boy. And then you have Bruno, who's like the Naruto, who likes her. But no matter what happens, they just won't be together. I could see Bruno ending up with her other friend, Nokia. And I could see that being a legit thing where it's like they start liking each other through helping her that they get together. But I do not see Bruno and her gang together. Um, I just really hope that they don't turn him into a villain because like unequated love or something like that. I would hate that. I would... That's the number one villain creation thing that I hate is whenever it's like, oh, I loved her and then she never reciprocated and now I'm upset because I'm entitled. Like, no, don't do that. You're good. Just just be the smart guy. Go go do your st- school and some other place that you're going to. I forget where they said he was going. Ugh. So that, that kid's name is Cameron. Cameron. Thank you. Cameron. But it's spelled with a K. Yes. So it's Cam and then Ran. But they Cameron. So they say Cameron. Um, so yeah. Uh, the other thing that. Uh, so 
I really enjoyed this series a lot. And I squealed like a little girl almost at my work today, uh, like a couple days ago when I started watching the rest of this. Okay. Um, <laughs> when she put on like the suit. Because uh, I've known. Marvel suit? Yeah, because okay. like I remember that's the only suit that I know of. Uh, and so like I've known it since the Avengers game and like since like I looked up more about her uh, like a, this is probably like a month ago when I looked up more about her uh, Travis knows a lot about her she is one of his favorites of all time um, and too bad we couldn't get him on tonight but you know it was late and he was like mm-hmm. no we gotta get up and go to work um, but I squealed like a little girl when she came out, like dressed in that. I was like, oh, yeah, she got the costume. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was super excited. And they did really well with the costume on this one. Uh, I felt like it was very well done through the comics, uh, just like uh, Kate Bishop was in Hawkeye. I thought the, that they did really well with her uh, costume. Because some of the costumes, sometimes I, I'm just like, I don't like that costume. Uh, like, we were, you know, I was talking before. I, I like Daredevil. Uh, what I've seen of the costume, I don't know how I feel about it right now. Uh, I like the original uh, look that they're going for, like in the comic books. But I just, I don't know how I feel about it yet. <laughs> but um, her costume is phenomenal. And I was super excited to see, um, you know, kind of uh, a couple things that, like, I, I remember... Uh, seen a lot of and that was uh, when she turned big uh, she did that in the show she turned like huge at the end when she went to go like shoot that supersonic thing oh yeah she yeah, like she touched got the big, ground yeah she was like yeah she enlarged that's what that's what was so cool about that because that's what she does in like uh, the game and stuff so like I, I know her mostly because of the game because I played the crap out of the game uh, mm-hmm. And I played through the storyline because she was part of it. And I was like, I don't know who this is. And I was like, what? <laughs> no. Um, but when she got huge, I was like, oh, she going to beat people down. Because it was so much fun playing as her. Because you just like run in the air and just go like this. And like her, her arms would extend. And you just beat the crap out of whatever you're fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually it was Abomination that me and Travis were fighting. So I just kicked the crap out of the Abomination. Um... But yeah, overall, there, there's there's a lot of cool... Uh, one of the other things I really like about the show is just the heritage that's involved with um, everyone in the show. You know, like, you, you, you don't see a lot of shows go into certain representations of stuff. Uh, this show did really well, and I was excited for that because we need more representation. You know, rep- Repre- yeah, whatever. Representation. So, <laughs> I get you. Yeah, there we go. And I really enjoyed the story, uh, the background story of like how the bangle was and like her uh, great grandma. I really enjoyed that story a lot. And Apu. Um, Apu is actually one of my favorite characters. He's like that old man that like always has a cane. He's like always fighting for what's right, but he doesn't do anything because he can't. Um, Dude, but, I gotta say, I actually cried during this season, during this series. Uh, specifically when, like, um, she, like, kind of, like, downplays the whole suit that her mom made her to go as the Hulk and the Lil Hulk. Oh, and dude, the actual look it. on his, like, face whenever he's, like, 
she she hates this she hates me she hurts my feelings type deal thing like i just want to spend time with her that actually like made me kind of tear up because i was like like i from her perspective i completely understand her and from her parents perspective i understand that too but that they are being unreasonable but just having like the dude's feelings hurt like he legitly acted like he just got slapped in the face by his child and i was like oh man i can't do that i <laughs> like the the good-hearted dad getting like his reality crush that he like like she's not my little girl anymore always kind of does that for me like it always makes me tear up because i'm like they're it, it they always try their hardest to cling on to the the daughter that they have and, and i know there's another scene where um i i actually teared up a little bit but i don't remember what that scene was um the the one thing i have to have to say though is it the only issue i had with this season was how i felt like they quickly solved one issue and then made the other one an issue just to finish up like it felt yeah. like the whole thing with cameron's uh mom should have been plot a but it ended up kind of being plot B and finished up quickly. And then the season finale was with them trying to protect Cameron against these police people who are just acting rogue for some reason. It felt weird. It felt awkward, but I enjoyed what we got from it. <laughs> Because I got a big smile on my face, like a big, like stupid grin when they're all like sitting there together and they're like, we have to like buy time so he can get to the docks. And then the one girl Zoe comes in and she's like, I'm here too. And I'm just like, who the heck is this person? I actually went like that. And then when they like kind of inform like, oh, this is the girl who has like her followers or whatnot. I'm like, did they just like pay her for like four episodes and totally forgot that she was only in three. And so they just wrote her into this because she makes no sense why she's here. And then I love like in the middle of them explaining how they're going to solve the problem. Her other, her brother shows up and it's just like, and that's where I come in. And I'm just like, why is he here? What's going on? it just it's one of those situations i got i got very much the last season the last episode when they're doing like the whole like this is the plan i got very hard um uh, sean of the dead vibes like whenever he's explaining like we're gonna go we're gonna pick up mom we're gonna sit we're gonna kill steve we're gonna do this we're gonna that and we're gonna go here and it's all gonna get blown and we're it's all gonna blow over have a pint and lay all blow over i i got that feeling from that so it wasn't quite the same but my brain was just like yes it's how they're explaining it. it makes me think of that where it's just like quick cuts to all the different things and how it's going to work out and, and i liked it 
And so I'm like, yeah, it didn't feel like it's the ending that was should have happened for the season finale, but I'm not mad. I kind of enjoyed the last episode. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I didn't feel like the last episode was like this big thing, um, mm-hmm. but it didn't have to be. Like, sometimes we rely way too much on, like, this big ending that brings everything in. And I think the ending for this show wasn't as big as, like, what the extra credit scene was uh, at the end of the show. And that that's the thing that, like, I think was, was the, the extra credit part. scene. Oh, did you not see it? I'm not sure. Okay, so what happens is Kamala's laying on her bed. And the bracelet starts, like, acting really weird. And she gets launched into oh, another yes. universe, okay, yeah. and Miss Mar- and Captain Marvel shows yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Larson. Sorry, sorry. I complete. I I remember I rewatched that twice because I was yeah. like, "What?" Carol Dan- <laughs> Carol Danvers showed up. Uh oh. I was surprised so, she waited until the end. I thought she was going to like show up during the big fight at the end of the the season, and she yeah, was going it, to be the thing that stopped them from killing these kids. And it's going to, it's going to end, uh, it, it ended with bringing in the Marvels, the movie that's coming out and I think 2023, yeah. uh, oh, next yeah. year. Cause at the end it said Miss Marvel will return in the Marvels. Well, yeah. Which is, uh, you know, what everything in phase four is. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see some more hopefully. Uh, cause I know that like the Marvel stuff that's coming out, all the stuff from the line is all multiverse stuff. That's why we're seeing like Spider-Man multiverse, you know, multiverse of madness. And then uh, Miss Marvel kind of like deal with like, you know, an alternate reality, you know, like her doing time travel and stuff like that. So like, uh, that's why I'm expecting that. Like when we get to see some of the other stuff, it's going to be like this thing where it's, uh, you know, like all this multiverse of madness stuff. I wonder uh, if, like, we're going to find out that Miss Marvel's, like, the 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 Jin homeworld, mm-hmm. if that has something like some connection with the Spree, because I, or or Cree, my bad, Cree, because that's what uh, Captain Marvel is. She's a Cree, like she's infused with Cree power, and so that's what I think that's what's going to happen. So. Well, for everyone here, since it is live, my dog needs to go outside, so uh, <laughs> I'm going to let him out real quick. But the one thing I want to talk about when I get back is about the whole uh, thing that Bruno explains to Kamala. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to have to talk uh, about that. Cause... Yeah, because that's a huge, huge thing in the Marvel Universe. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can run away if you want. <laughs> find something yeah. to rant about i mean uh, i kind can, of ranted about my uh i know my own my own thing with miss marvel and the, the yeah. characters and everything of that sort but bad I, timing ralph bad timing when uncle josiah was like getting into his whole rant he's looking at me like weird <laughs> just go go uh, go yep, go yep, take yep, care yep, of what yep, you yep. have to do austin this is live like always oh. so it ain't going Ain't gonna stop that. I, I think the one thing for me when it came to like this show, I, I kind of mentioned before how the show did a really good job of uh, bridging uh, 
what do you want to call it? The uh, the ancestry of Kamala. The the one thing that kind of caught me off guard. I don't know much about like India his, history or uh, Pakistan Pakistan um, history, like any of that stuff. Whenever in the the show when it talked about the partition. Um, I had no clue and so whenever they explained it in the show that was helpful for me but that was something I never knew existed um, and it, honestly it felt really it's so it's so this is this is why I think this is really good for for people like especially speaking from that white guy from Ohio who grew up with no real like cultural diversity in our hometown it's it's good to show this type of stuff because it i i'm like okay i'm going to research this i'm going to look into it because this is a big history like historical thing that my schooling never touched on never once hinted at or even mentioned and like even um i think it was hassan her brother says in the show like every every family has a partition story and that was something that I was like, it, it must have been this huge event for every, like every family to have this story. And I'm just glad that there was something that kind of drew my attention to it. It's very similar to, and, and I'm, I'm going to say this for sure. Um, it's like the Watchmen, the, the TV show, the Watchmen, not the movie, but when they mentioned the Tol like the Tulsa massacre, I... I didn't even know, like, we, we, Austin, I, I was meant, I was, welcome back, Austin. I was mentioning yeah. how, like, growing up in the middle of Ohio in a hardcore white area, we're not taught, like, cult, like, culture and, like, different cultures and different histories and things that we probably should be talking about or, or mentioned and brought up to us. And, like, mm -hmm. Watchmen brought to my attention the Tulsa Massacre, which we were never taught in school. And that's messed yeah. up. We should be. Like, that's that's a huge part of American history of just absolute like America being trash. Oh yeah. And we, we should know. And it's because of the Watchmen TV show that I even like knew that. Plus, luckily enough, I'm I'm surrounded I was able to surround myself with people who are able to inform me and tell me such things and like kind of check my stupid roots. No offense to anyone living in our hometown like Ohio, like a lot of us are really stupid and it's because like it was engineered to make us that way and i appreciate this show bringing up the partition 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 I, I can't say it correctly because that's something that i'm like i never knew existed that's a terrible thing that happened and like it, it encouraged me to like look into natural hit like our like history of that a little more and I, I, I like that whenever shows do that. Whenever they, it's sometimes fictional or it's it's like a, uh, a non-fictional show and they bring like- Historical aspects to it. Yes. And it makes me like, what was this? I want to know more so I can, like I know. And, and that was just something that I personally liked about the show was that they did that and how it, it was kind of played like everyone knows this. Everyone knows this stuff. It's not like you don't know what this is. How dumb of you. Let me educate you. It was very much like 
yes this is how it is yeah sorry yeah, was, that, that, that was my that was my talk man no no that, and that's a great talking point like i i, I agree with the whole watchman you know uh, I never knew about the black uh, stock market. Uh, mm -hmm. That's what they used to call that town uh, during the Tulsa massacres. Like what, what made that happen? The only reason I ever knew about it was because I, uh, I like to do a bunch of research and I've known about it for a while. And I knew uh, after like, I think it was like two years ago, it, it had to be longer than that. I don't remember probably two, four years ago. I don't know. I, I looked up a lot about the Tulsa massacres. Uh, and then there was a lot of things that, like, I never even knew about, um, you know, and then them bringing up uh, the British Empire, take, you know, finally leaving India. Uh, you know, the British Empire has been there for a long time. Uh, that, that's because, the thing like, that, like, hit me the most was it's like this horrible event that happened was because of the British Empire, yeah. because of them leaving them, like, sowing these seeds essentially building conflict where originally there was no conflict and that yeah. sucks man like well because we have relatives in britain <laughs> like oh well, man Brit britain was like anyone else uh india has a, a lot of source of goods and one of those biggest goods that india is part of uh which is saudi arabia and everyone else is oil oil is a huge refinery like you know like a huge resource there and so, like, people killed people over oil. Oil was, like, the biggest thing. Like, after <laughs> World War One, it became huge. Like, everyone wanted to control the oil. Um, you know, and that's, you know, but, you know, Britain kind of left India in shambles there. And uh, it ruined the economy, and it just didn't work out uh, as, as well as everyone wanted it to. But um, I'm glad that this show brought that up. And like how people were trying to leave because they felt unsafe. Uh, the British were constantly like murdering people, throwing them from their homes. Uh, you know, Gandhi was like, Gandhi was one of the most respected people of India. Uh, he was very passive. You know, he was passive. Uh, he didn't believe in violence at all. Um, you know, and you know some some of the protests. Like, if you think protesting around here is extreme you should check out some of uh, the protests that were involved around that time uh you know like you probably have seen um i remember this hanging up in my room when i was a kid because i liked hanging like pictures up of uh music groups and i remember printing them off at like um the library at the school and there was one where i printed off where the teacher was in the, the principal uh, found out about it and they were concerned about it but they let me do it because I had I, I knew the background of that story and there was this history teacher my 10th grade history teacher that was really surprised that I was printing that off because uh, he's like do you know what that is and I said yes it's a monk setting himself on fire and he was like good okay then uh, we're going to let you print it and what it was was uh, during the protests there was a lot of monks in India that would set themselves aflame and Rage Against the Machine uh, had an album cover of that monk being set on fire. Uh, if you go look up Rage Against the Machine's albums, you can see it. It is graphic, this morning, everyone. But, um, you know, it, it's cool that they're starting to put a lot of histor historical accuracies in things and, like, trying to warp them into the history of things. I kind of, I really enjoy that because me as, you know, someone that's 
a person that's looking to be a his like a history teacher uh i like those things i think they're they're cool so uh yeah i i totally agree with that uh one other thing i wanted to bring up i was this whole time when i was watching this show bruno man bruno i i knew that actor i knew that actor i was like i don't know what he plays in and i just looked him up and you if you're watching live on twitch i had like a face there for a minute where i was like oh my gosh i came to the realization who he was he played on the walking dead uh not the good seasons not the good season people uh, I force myself to watch that show now because I'm just invested and I just want to know what's going on. But uh, he he plays Carol and Ezekiel's son that gets murdered and his head gets cut off and they put it on a pike uh, by the oh, the daywalkers or whatever they're called or like the skinwalkers. Skinwalkers. Because Alpha does it. So um, I, was, I was like, man, that kid looks really familiar. And once I clicked on his name it came right up and i was like yep that's ezekiel and uh, carol's son um which makes total sense that and i knew at that time that that was one of the kids that actually um he auditioned for spider-man when tom holland became spider-man he was auditioning to be spider-man but they ended up uh picking tom holland and there was one other person that they had that was supposed to be spider-man too so but yeah yeah that's my thoughts on that so the thing i wanted to bring up was uh one of the biggest twists in the whole show is we come to find out that uh th this has been going on for a while because since uh, 20th century fox owned a lot of rights to the marvel universe because at the time marvel didn't have their own studio uh when movies were first coming out like the x-men movies yeah. so they were sold to fox and then later on like marvel became their own studio and that's when like Iron Man became a thing. Uh, that was like the first ever big Marvel studio movie. And at the time, you know, they couldn't have certain things being said and they couldn't bring certain things in that were a huge part of the X-Men. So uh, 20th Century Fox ended up selling to Disney and Disney now can bring those characters in. Like uh, some of the success that they've had is like Deadpool. And Deadpool is one of these categories. But they, they came out in this show and called them a mute. Uh, she's a mutant uh, so she has like that that some type of power inside of her that that bangle unlocks which is her mutation um, which is great I'm super excited because I was wondering the whole time how they were going to bring mutants in now because they've been talking about Fantastic Four coming out you know the new Deadpool just had a teaser uh, mm -hmm. what was it like earlier today Ryan Reynolds teased it um, oh, okay. It, it's actually really funny. It's just, uh, he, he has like a bag with the Deadpool suit in. He's like, what are you thinking? Like, Nick Fury's going to show up? We don't have money for that. Like, <laughs> in his eye patch and his very silky black suit. <laughs> like, uh, so it was announced that like Deadpool 3 is, uh, you know, there's a teaser for it. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super excited now. Like, we got to see mutants are now part of. Uh, the Marvel Cinematic User Universe. Uh, we all thought that like it was going to be Quicksilver in um, WandaVision because he was. Out, a, yeah. I thought it. I thought it. Like when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh, this is how they introduce the mutants," and nothing. A boner joke. <laughs> uh, it was a good joke, though. Like... Ralph Boner. I think that was his name, Ralph Boner. 
Um, I wasn't expecting it. That's why I thought it was funny. Yeah, so like I'm I'm super stoked to see what we have in store, and hopefully, I get to see the thing that I've always wanted to see, and that is watching uh, the X Men team up with Fantastic Four, uh, and all the other ones like Spider Man. Oh man, it's gonna be so good. I'm so excited for the the future of Marvel uh, because now they don't have the only property they don't really have is Spider Man. And some of their villains, which you can probably know, Morphing Time was not a good movie. Um, so we'll see where that goes. You never know. So I, I disagree. I think I think Morbius would have been a great movie. It just needed one more release. It was just it was just before its time. It needed, it, it needed the three release. Mm, third time's a charm, baby. Uh, J- Jared Leto has not made me happy on any of the super fronts. Yeah, I, so, I, I haven't seen anything that he's been in that has made me happy or interested. Well, I, I've seen movies that he's great in, but Marvel or superhero movies, no. Like, you know, I just don't think he's that great. Um, but he does play in some great movies. You know, I, I've watched a lot of his movies, and uh, it's just you can't lock down a good superhero film. <laughs> Or he takes it too seriously. I think he is a method actor, if yes, I'm correct. He is, yeah. Yeah. He's like um, Daniel Day-Lewis. But Daniel Day-Lewis is a great method actor. Um, you know, he's he's been in so many blockbuster films. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to see where Marvel's going to go forward with this. Um, you know, and what we're going to see uh, here in the future, because D23 is coming up soon. And if you guys don't know who D, what D23 is, but it's like Disney Con, uh, pretty much. It's like the things that we saw, what was it, at San Diego Comic-Con was the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. Um, uh, Thunderbolts was announced and a couple of the other shows. Uh, and then we saw the lineup of like the X-Men uh, 96 series. But... We didn't really get to see too much of anything. Uh, you know, people talked about how there was an Ant-Man trailer uh, that has not been released yet. Um, and then there was another trailer that, that everyone's keeping silent. Uh, and I know that uh, She-Hawk is coming out. I, I don't know exactly when She-Hawk is coming out. I think it's yeah, like... Yeah, I have no idea about that. Either. I think it's in the next couple months. I think it's what we're getting here in the next... The end of September... I have no clue. Um, August, actually. Wow. Uh, the 18th is the first episode. So it's this month. Um, so we'll see. Because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of... I'm a little bit excited because my favorite superhero is going to be in it somewhere. Uh, so they're going to introduce him. And Charlie Cox is playing Daredevil. So I'm pretty psyched. Um, yep. yeah, we'll see from there. Well, yeah, that's all I got to say about Miss Marvel, and I'm I'm excited to see uh, what She Hawk has to bring, and uh, you know I'm excited for our more Bros and shows. Yeah, same. To review those. Speaking of which, Austin, what are we watching for next week? All right, so we actually are going to be doing. Uh, we we should be doing Sandman. We are. Sandman comes out tonight at 3 a.m. our standard time, uh, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. And 
we decided that that's kind of a lot uh, to do because, like, you know, you know, it's Friday, and then we'd have the podcast on Sunday night, and there's going to be 13 episodes of that show, so that's a lot to uh, take in, and I know some people can't do that, especially on a weekend. Um, so yeah, we're what we're going to plan on doing is we're going to do Sandman, but we're going we're going to save it for not this Sunday, but next Sunday we're going to start that. But we have a what was it a, a special episode? correct that we're doing so yeah so so this sunday coming up we're not going to do a normal episode of bros and shows just because sandman comes out and given everyone only three days technically two to uh watch all of sandman we didn't like the feel of it we also want to enjoy it because this is something that me and my brother has been very interested in so we're going to do sandman not let me pull up my calendar. Not the Sunday of the 7th, but the Sunday of the 14th. But even though we still don't want to, even though we're not going to do it, so that way we still want to do something. So we're going to do like a little special episode uh, where me and Austin will kind of discuss a show. Maybe well, we're going to discuss a show or shows. This may be more than a one time thing, maybe whatever. Um, that doesn't really fit the format of our show very well where we watch a season every week uh shows that maybe aired for longer than five seasons or there's just so many episodes to have us review um the whole series would take way too long or, or expect too much of people um so instead we're going to do this and we're, we're basically just going to talk about a series do a couple of our favorite episodes of something and go from there and the first one we're going to do is uh a show that me and austin both really love um mm-hmm. it was a show we grew up with uh at the time and then it got canceled brought back canceled brought back we're going to talk about futurama on sunday and we're going to bring up some of I'm going to bring a list of my favorite episodes. Austin's going to be a list of his favorite episodes. We may get someone to join us. We may not. Who knows? Um, but we'll just discuss some of our favorite episodes, some of the things about uh, Futurama that we like. And since uh, Futurama is coming back out with a mm-hmm. new series, we may even talk about some of our once our expectations for that. So yeah. if you guys would like to watch that, I will be showing that on Sunday, though we may record earlier just so that way Austin's able to do stuff good. Uh, but that should be on Sunday, our normal time. But instead of uh, Sandman, we'll be. Um, Austin, thanks so much for joining me on this episode yeah. of Bros and Shows. I appreciate you greatly. Yeah, um, had a lot of fun. I'm glad to be back. I'm sorry, guys, that it took so long, but you know, things happen. Don't apologize. <laughs> it's perfectly good. Um, thank you everyone who stopped by, watched us via stream, or listened via like Spotify, YouTube, wherever you, you listen to it. Um, thank you so much for stopping by, and thank you so much. Tune in. It. <laughs> <laughs>